When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack uh, and plays those selections for Hard Nine based on the songs that are played. We're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And I still don't think I have it. Maybe, um, man, Harge, what you got? Can't be Guardians of the Galaxy because it we is are Guardians of the Galaxy what? again. Because we did Volume Two last week. Wow, this is Volume One. That's the Okie Doke. I'm like, Okie Doke a couple that's times. That's called the Okie Doke. There, yes, I Okie Doke. You guys. Oh, that is the Okie Doke. Yeah, okay. that's two different movies. Okay. Wow. Okay. You well got done. us. You, you got us. Did. You got us. That's called the Okie Doke. Great Doke-Doke job. There. Great yeah. job. I did not expect back to back Guardians of the Galaxy. Good job. Hard to say. Can't be that. Yes, it was that. All right. Like yeah. we just literally did it last week. Yeah, so, okay. you know, this is. Yeah, I can see the scene too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my mind. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. So this is for part one. This or? is volume one. Okay, volume two is the one we did last week. Okay, all right, there you go. Patrick always keeping you on your toes for midweek movie music, Guardians of the Galaxy, twice. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's that, that's never happened. I know that's never happened before. It's, it's no. never happened. There's before, no, no way that's ever happened before. Is yep. that is that a tr- is that a tribute to uh, how good the soundtracks are? In your opinion, it's a, yep. it's a tribute to how good the soundtracks are. Okay. It's a tribute to me being behind in work this week, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and there being really nothing else that I was going to play this I week. Love that. So, that is uh, fantastic. You know. Well, hey, here's the other part. So today <laughs> well I come done. in well and I just happened to go back through our notes from yesterday's show, <laughs> and I go, hey. Patrick, um, today is the 10th. And he's like, yeah. And I said, yesterday's notes said the 10th. And I think that's why I was kind of thrown off a little bit. <laughs> he was like, well, Harge, I'm always working a day ahead. Exactly. <laughs> hey, yep. trust me, it happens. <laughs> yeah, hey, trust me, it happens. Sometimes, you know, you just lose track of something here or there. Exactly. Uh, but shout out to my man, Patrick. Okay, so we started out the show talking about the Tooth Fairy because Harge apparently has given out uh, uh, Buku Bucks. The, the Tooth Fairy has given out Buku Bucks. Oh, sorry. The Tooth Fairy is giving out. And they're right, Jazzy Bear. Uh, Yes, the Tooth Fairy. My bad. I apologize. That's what I meant to say. You ain't got no kids. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say. Uh, I got uh, you. Uh, So the Tooth Fairy, talk about the um, basically the the rate of inflation with Tooth Fairies these days Mm -hmm. uh, because you claim your Tooth Fairy is at a $5 flat rate. $5 flat rate. 
Which is no matter what tooth it is. I gotta tell you, that's way higher than any tooth fairy that came to Rod B's house back in the day. But tooth fairies, you know what? They working hard these days too. I was gonna say, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> they charge taxes. Uh, we got yeah, we got a uh, someone who said uh, basically, <laughs> no kids don't get inflation prices. Dollar a dollar per tooth. First tooth is five. Yep, Captain Caveman says. I like it. Okay, so do- five dollars for the first one, and then the dollar after that. Is that's, that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. He says, I'm 42. He said, dollar back then, back when he was no. getting teeth. I think I don't I don't, th- I don't think I got a dollar. I got like a quarter, I think. You 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 might have I got like yeah. a quarter. I don't think I got a dollar. Dollar, there's no way Henry gave a dollar. My dad was way too This cheap is the best one, Rod. This one is right here is great. I don't believe in the tooth fairy. That's what that's what the son said. Our son said to me, <laughs> I don't believe in the tooth fairy. I believe in you. Mom. So make it good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. That was good. Uh, someone here says $5 also for the Tooth Fairy so, yeah. in their household. Uh, someone says $5 for the first tooth, $3 for the other. So apparently the first tooth is supposed to get $5 for a lot of people. No. And then after that, you can re- the, the Tooth Fairy reduces the rate. Man, yeah. you just want to keep these kids disappointment early. I, I'm just reading what's on the text no, line. No, I'm just saying these people are teaching their kids. Because they're like $5. I'm getting $5 for every tooth. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I've already planned on the cards I'm going to buy. And, <laughs> yeah. the magazine. and then you get there and you're like, $3. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all got issues? Yeah, because a $5 flat rate for a tooth, I mean, minimum wage is like right. a couple of more bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the reality of the world. And they, like, work, they worked hard to lose that right, tooth. So, tooth fairy, just so you know, man. Yeah. You, you, ain't, you ain't living in the real world, just so you know. That's uh, a funny one, too. Someone there says, yo, my tooth fairy gave me food stamps. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> paperwork <laughs> okay here you go hey, hey whatever it hey, takes man food stamp hey if you give me the right food stamp that's, that's more than i got exactly you can go buy something with it yeah um, 50 right. cent back then you was good someone says when i was a kid i got 15 dollars Oof. $15. That's a Westlake Man, kid right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Shout out, Westlake. Shout yeah, out, that, Westlake. If they gave you $15, that's like, just to let you know, this is for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> this is for 15. all your teeth. <laughs> I'm paying you up front. <laughs> for all your teeth. But I'm coming and getting all your teeth. I want the yeah. wholesale prices for your teeth. I want that's all a, that. Wow. Okay, there you go. I didn't know that. I said, get hard to uh, let me know what there the, you go. Uh, the tooth fairy, the going radius for tooth fairies. These tooth days. fairy is full of discrimination at my house. If I if it if only have one dollar, they get one dollar. The other day I had a twenty. Damn. Uh, see, there you go. Tooth fair. It's all about how the tooth fair is feeling that day. Exactly. All right. If the tooth fair's got it, I ain't got it on me. Hey, hey, I ain't got it. Make it work. (laughs) Make it work. Uh, What you got coming up on Harsh Knock Life? We got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, coming up to talk a little bit about an event that he has going on here in Austin, Texas. And he's going to talk about AEW coming to the Moody Center. And make sure you go over to hornfm.com and get a chance to win tickets for AEW at the Moody Center May 17th. I like that. All right, so uh, we'll try to make this quick, and we'll come back to these at the top of the 6 o'clock in case we missed uh, a lot of them. We got sounds courtesy my man Jeff Howard of Horns 24-7 and my co-host on the Longhorn Blitz podcast along with Matt Butler. Shout out there. Uh, we got sound from Sark on the Texas Fight Tour as well as Coach Rodney Terry on the Texas Fight Tour. So we'll start with the Sark sound. If we don't get to all of it, we'll make sure we make plenty of time for Mark Henry. Uh, so the first piece of sound is Sark being asked about the transfer portal and really how Texas has honestly been 
faring really well mm-hmm. in the transfer portal era because of, they don't have a lot of guys they want to leave. And actually, one of the problems Texas has is a first-world problem. They can't make room to bring in new transfers uh, via the transfer portal, like a lot of them anyway. they got to be really selective because they don't have a lot of guys leaving. They right. don't have a lot of room on the roster because uh, guys aren't leaving. Guys are staying in the program. Uh, we talked about uh, Malik Murphy, him staying with the program recently after it was reported that he was uh, tra- courted via the transfer portal yep. by other programs, other Power 5 programs. Here's Sark talking about their secret to the uh, the really uh, the, the really have the, the new culture and why guys have stayed so faithful in the transfer portal era. Well, I think it's helpful. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we try to be honest with our players. You know, I talked about that earlier. You know, it's, I think players want to be coached. They want to know where they stand, and then they want to know how you're going to help them improve and develop into the players that they want to become. Um, and so, you know, we try to do that. We try to be honest with them. We try to have those exit meetings at the end of the regular season, those exit meetings after spring football practice. Um, and tell them exactly where they stand and then what they need to do to improve and then how we're going to help them make that happen. Uh, and I think the players appreciate it. Um, but I do think we've got a, we've got a tight-knit locker room. We've got a tight-knit just kind of building an organization. I think we've got everybody kind of, you know, pulling the rope in the same direction right now, which is, which is a really good thing. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he's right about that. Like I said, the Malik Murphy... Um, I guess re-recruitment or the uh, the ability to keep uh, Malik Murphy happy and satisfied and away from the transfer portal got him an NIL deal reportedly Chip Brown reported that as well or at least a new NIL deal um, a more uh, robust NIL deal the bag uh, mm-hmm. a, a more co- lucrative a copacious bag there you go uh, but yeah I think it is the culture too the guys want to play for Sark they want to play for the program they like what's going on right now with the culture yeah I mean we've talked about this before and you look at the transfer portal and you see who was gone early and then as everything started to happen you sit there and you say all right who's going to jump in there now and now nobody wants to leave they see the vision they Mm -hmm. see what direction this program's going in whether it is nil or whatever else it may be but you sit here and you look at this team and obviously the narrative across the nation is it looks like texas is headed in the right spot so guys want to be a part of that it's easier to transfer when your team is winning as opposed to losing uh, that is true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, you know, shout out to the BMDs, big yep. money donors and boosters. That the NIL is part of it now. That no is doubt. part of the experience of being a student at a student athlete. Um, no longer applies, actually. No <laughs> right. Now you do get compensated for your your skills and your services as a student athlete. So I, I do think for Texas to make sure that they are one of the leading uh, very progressive institutions when it comes to NIO is is a part of now them being a pioneer and them being one of the best football programs in America. If you ain't got your NIO together, it's just gonna make it tougher to compete. Mm-hmm. And, and and the portal and NIL are inextricably linked. Right. They are. They are. They're, they're all they're, together. They're linked together. We know that now. We so, know the conversations yeah. behind the scenes always end up exactly. at that. It has yeah. zero to do with the playing time. And, and it has everything to do with how much money. Exactly. And I, I think it, it makes it tougher. I think we all agree to have a positive uh, culture 
these days um, where players want to stick around and they want to, I don't say wait their turn, but mm-hmm. they're I say willing to wait their turn if you're building depth. And, you know, Rojo, we talked about him yesterday. He might be a big part of starting that because Rojo could have left last year and right. did not. Right. I'm sure he got a better NIL deal, and that's part of it too, to stay uh, to stay at Texas. Um, but he wanted to be a part of building something, and I think there are some other guys now that they also, maybe they saw that example, or at least a lot of guys are willing to set that example. Uh, here's another cut about the transfer portal. This is about adapting to the transfer portal and how Sark and his staff have adapted in the new age of a free market hitting college sports in the transfer pool era? Well, I think, I think one, we have to say to ourselves, it's a reality, right? That's going to happen. I, I don't think we can walk around with our head in our sand that, hey, we're going to recruit good players and it's just going to be great. No one's going to try to come poach our guys. Uh, but two, I just think that's where your culture kicks in, that, that we've got such a good culture right now that I don't think players really want to leave, all right? Now, there's times when we may have to try to find, get creative ways to, to, to get them to want to stay, but I don't think we have guys on our team that are just thinking, I want to get the heck out of here. You know, I don't like the locker room. I don't like my coach. I don't like our system or our schemes, you know? Um, I think that we've got a lot of players that like what we do. Uh, they like the environment. They like the culture that we have. They feel like they're improving and getting better. Um, but I, I definitely am aware of people are probably going to try to come after our guys, and that's okay. We just got to make sure we handle it accordingly. Yeah, I mean, you know that tampering is, we talked about it, the most violated rule on the books. It's like speeding. Everybody does it. You, you speed, and your mama speeds. You, you, unfortunately, your wife, your, your husband, they all speed. Um, you try to tell your kids, the kids don't speed. All right, but everybody does it. It's the most violated law on the books, and tampering is the most violated rule in the books. Everybody's doing it. And, and by the way, I include Texas in that, by the way. Yep. Uh, I'm not trying to say Texas uh, somehow holier than thou, but I, I will say that he said just like you got to get used to it guys are going to be trying to poach your players and tamper with your players it's kind of like having a hot wife you know I mean somebody's going to hit on your hot wife that's just the way it is it's a backhanded compliment you got a Malik Murphy on a second string on your roster with an arm like that that could be starting for most power five schools sorry I mean yeah somebody's going to hit on your wife yeah now if your wife if your wife is loyal all right then you ain't got nothing to worry about all right. If you're handling business, then you're good. She's gonna remain loyal. But if uh, she is offered, I don't know, some um, indecent proposal of some kind, a capacious bag, then maybe they decide to take that. That's just the that is the new age of the transfer portal era. Well, nowadays, can't avoid if, that. Nowadays, if you offer the bag and your wife is involved, sometimes you might take it a little less charge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might Venmo me, dog. Venmo. Not me. Not me personally. But I'm just saying, there are some people out there that be like, All right, yeah. My point is, like, it's, a, it's a compliment when somebody hits on your wife. Yeah. It's a compliment when somebody comes after your players. Says well, when you look you at your players, players, yeah, and you've talked about this before, you've gone through the list of, of where these guys are going because what has been the, the, the meter of if you got quality players. That's if they go to those higher-level schools. Yep. You've seen different players go to schools, and you're like, oh, okay. That means that Texas is recruiting well because if they come and poach a guy and he ends up going to, like, Notre Dame or an LSU, mm-hmm. you're like, okay. Then we're doing – you're you're seeing the, the team being recruited the right way. So I agree with you on that. 
Uh, all right, next cut here is start talking about the offense. This will be the last one because we got to get to the break because we got Mark Henry, WWE legend, coming up next. Uh, this one's about Quinn Ewers, though, and Sark, of course, being asked a lot about uh, Quinn Ewers and his development and how Quinn Ewers is coming along. Here is Sark talking about Quinn's development uh, this spring. Yeah, no, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants balance in their in their scheme. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a pro style offense, a, a spread, an air raid. That that you know, how you get to it really doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, I think you have to have the ability to be able to run it. You have to have the ability to be able to throw it. Um, you have the ability ability to block people. Um, you have to have the ability to win one on one matchups, whether it's with the ball in your hands or in your route running. Uh, and the quarterback drives a lot of that home because he's the guy that kind of stirs a drink, right? I mean, he's the one that, that has to make those throws sometimes under duress and get you into the best play possible and make those reads and things of that nature. But the quarterback's best friend is a really good running game. And when you can run the ball well and you have people deploying to try to stop the run, now you, you should find some advantageous throws down the field when, when you can do that. Yeah, Sark says he wants to run the ball. Uh, they did not run it well without Bijan and Rojo in the bowl game. So the I think the challenge for Sark will be without the cheat codes of Bijan and Rojo to NFL running backs. How do you spark that running game? How do you bring it to life? How do you provide the running game with its own identity, its own unique identity without Bijan and Rojo? Because basically they were training wheels for your offense. So he's had training wheels as an offensive coordinator, in my opinion, since he's been the offensive mind. He's a play caller and head coach as an offensive mind. Now no training wheels. What do you do? He just said for a quarterback, best friends, the running game, uh, you may not have a great running game. It may be an average running game. Uh, but if, if will that be enough and be effective enough for you to be <laughs> successful? And that has been the biggest question. Who We all know that you can't replace those two guys. You can get guys to go out there and run the ball, You can, mm-hmm. but they won't be – breaking those tackles, those numbers that you give us mm-hmm. about how they were they were one and two and and breaking tackles. But now you have an opportunity to go out there and say, all right, we're gonna get five, ten yards, maybe twenty on a drive, but we're gonna get most of it through the air. So it depends on how you're gonna find the balance. But most importantly, quick game, quick game, quick game. So your running game can be some some quick passes, getting it out of your hand and getting it in some playmakers' hands and letting them put in all the work if you're not going to be as effective in the run game as we think. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to the break here. you got a special guest coming up next. That's right, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, talking about an event that's coming to Austin, Texas, the big lift. And he's also going to talk about AEW that is also coming to the Moody Center here in the next week. So it's going to be fun. Go to hornfm.com to find out more details as well. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak, my man. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a mid-movie um, edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Harge and our midweek movie. Patrick got us stumped. 
It was Guardians of the Galaxy, what, number two? Original. The original, original. one. The original. Number one. Number two was with last. With the music yeah. that kind of got us thrown Sequels off. Sequels last, last week. Kind of kind of got me mm-hmm. confused for a minute. I didn't want to believe it, but he said it can happen, so it did okie, happen. Okie doke on us. He did. He did. <laughs> but it's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man who tries to trick us at it. Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And we are efforting one Mark Henry. You know, he's a busy man. He's in Detroit right now. So he is he's in there getting some things done. So we're hopeful that he'll give us a call back here in just a minute. But the event that he has that is coming on, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about it real quick before I talk about Texas baseball, is called Mark Henry's Big Lift, benefiting the US. Uh, USA Weightlifting Foundation. You can go to usaweightliftingfoundation.org. You can get tickets there, or you can go to our website at hornfm.com as well, and you can find out a little bit more information. Mark Henry does such a great job, and it's going to be held Friday, May 19th at the Hotel Van Zant in Austin, oh, Texas. Nice. So it's a beautiful spot, and mm-hmm. if you can get out there. And, he, and his tagline is, forget the bow ties and the fancy ball gowns, <laughs> And just come ready to have a good time. Nice. So we got to always love that. But last night I got a chance to to do the uh, baseball game with one Craig Way. And we got a chance to watch UT Arlington come in and take on the Texas Longhorns. Texas Longhorns got the W 10-5. to uh, It's been a an interesting time because this is the first time in two weeks that the baseball team has been home. I mean, it's been they've been on the road the entire time, and now they get a chance to come back home and and got a seven game homestand. And Mark Henry's calling me on my phone right now. Uh oh. So Uh-oh. <laughs> go ahead and give him a call, Patrick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, so you sit there and you 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 look at what this baseball team was able to do. There, this is the fifty game mark. They're right at fifty games. Um, they're thirty three and seventeen. They need a bunch of wins. And as you start looking at the season and and how you're going to get yourself set up to to get into the Big 12 Conference Tournament, it's all about seedings. And you want to be able to set yourself up to have a chance to play for a Big 12 championship regular season uh, championship because they get a chance to finish the season with West Virginia. The odds are not in their favor when you look at how many games apart that they are right now with West Virginia, but they're also – looking to have that opportunity to be there as well. So it's going to be a fun watch. Last night I got a chance to watch Porter Brown hit a home run that was so prodigious (laughs) that it was hit the opposite field so far that I thought he was right-handed the way that he hit it. As soon as he hit it, I told Craig Way, I was like, I think that is the farthest ball that I've ever seen hit the opposite <laughs> direction. So it was it was really exciting. But joining us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline is a man that we've talked about. He is the world's strongest man. He's a WWE Hall of Famer. He's a friend of the show. And a lot of people like to call him sexual chocolate, but we just <laughs> like to call him Mark Henry. Mark, how you doing? buddy man i'm doing great man good to hear your voice glad glad to hear your voice as well man we know that this uh next week is a big week for you well every every week is a big week for mark henry but next week you're going to be back in austin texas you have aew that is coming in as well as a fancy event that you are having that you're throwing at the hotel van zent so give us the breakdown on what you have going on next week 
Well, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited about Wednesday. Uh, AEW going to the Moody Center, bro. Like, we, we, we've wrestled around Austin, all shapes and forms of buildings, and now we are in the Moody Center where I really wanted to be. Um, really looking forward to getting there and showing the Austin proper what AEW is all about. Yeah, I know. That's going to be so much fun, man. I got a chance to watch AEW a couple times at the uh, HEB Center, Cedar Park Center, and it's it's an intimate venue, but so is the Moody Center. And, you know, with all the acoustics that are there, and I know you guys like to to do a, a, a special entrance a lot of those times and getting the fans involved with everything, that's going to be a big, big opportunity mm-hmm. for AEW, right? It, not only is it going to be a big uh, event for AEW, but it's, it's going to be a big event for the Moody Center because, there's been wrestling, but there's been nothing like AEW in that building. We're going to have people screaming and cheering from the rafters. And then we got some special guests that's going to show up. I'm not at liberty to tell y'all as much as I love y'all. I cannot <laughs> tell you who the special guests are going to be, but it's going to be live. Oh, man. I already know. See, now you got me curious, man. Now I'm just <laughs> give out a little hint or something like that. Is it, is it somebody that's in Texas? Is it a Texas affiliated? I mean, the state of Texas affiliated person? It's a, it's a state of Texas all affiliated. Right. All right. That's, all right. Okay. That's all, all, right. all I'm asking. I don't want you to get in trouble. That's all I'll ask on that one. No doubt about it. No more hints. No more hints. <laughs> no more hints. WWE. But, but I would like to tell y'all about, you know, the big event. Yes. Um, um, it's called Mark Henry's Big Lift. Um, being an Olympic athlete, you know, I lived at the Olympic Training Center, and I know what it was like to work a, a, a eight-hour shift and go to school and try to train for five hours a day. It was it was very difficult to do. And I mean, if you wanted to eat and you know go out to eat on, on have a date, uh, do stuff, fill get fill your car up with gas. You had to work, and um, I was suffering in my training. So when it comes to the Olympic year, you want the talent to not focus so much on work but on their training. So that was the brainchild of this uh, this fundraiser that I'm doing is I wanted the, all the men and all the women to get the same amount of money um, and a stipend that could support them in the Olympic year. And we've done that. We've done a, a really good job so far, but we're not done. We're far from done. We want to uh, ask for sponsorship. We want to ask for uh, people to support the Olympic Weightlifting Foundation. And, you know, I, it's near and dear to my heart. You know how I am when it comes to trying to make it better for people that were just like me. And uh, these athletes, they need our help. And I'm doing my best to give it to him. So, Mark, we're talking to the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. You mm-hmm. can follow him on Twitter at the Mark Henry. I wanted to ask you about that. So we're sitting here looking at it. I'm looking at the website, and there's a, a, a place to donate. So you were just talking about it. You're looking for sponsorship. You're looking for donations. What 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 is it that these people can do to help, and where are you directing them as well? Well, I mean, if you if you go on the site, like you, you'll see that it's very easy to to donate, and and it's very easy uh, to become a sponsor. Uh, we have our uh, 
number one person that's handling everything, Paige. And Paige, listen, man, you talk about worth her weight in gold. Um, she has done a really good job, and she asked me, um, how do you want to get this done? I said, I want it to be easy as possible. People could go on bmarkhenry.com mm. and look up all of the information as well as uh, definitely reach out. Um, there's there's so many different ways to do it, and uh, I want to make sure that everybody has that. Uh, yeah, and one of the ways you can find out more information, you can go to hornfm.com because we posted uh, some info up there. Uh, you also uh, can just go to our uh, our events page up there. Um, there's a, a great uh, little uh, link there to give you all the information you need. And uh, how long, how many years have you been um, kind of really uh, trying to spearhead this, this cause, Mark Henry? Uh, it's been about three years. Uh, I, I've, I'm on the board of the U.S. Weightlifting Foundation. And, um, you know, basically out of love, man, for the sport, uh, there was a time when, you know, they were trying to kick our sport out of the Olympics. And no. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't about to have it. Hmm. So, you know, I was the bat for keeping the sport in the Olympics. And then somewhere along the line, there's like, Mark, we appreciate your support. Like, you know, if you want to do more, then, you know, we'd love to have you on our board. And I was like, yes, that was easy. <laughs> so, Got to do his ass. <laughs> no, no. It's just so much fun, man, working with um, all the people that are at the U.S. Weightlifting Foundation. And you can go to the U.S. Weightlifting Foundation.org mm. and, and get the information as well. Like, man, I just love being around like-minded people. We we all want to help these young men, young women um, rise to the top and be the best that they can be in the Olympic Games. And on the Olympic year, they just can't, they just can't work full jobs. You, I mean, you, you, there's not enough time in the day to work a full job and train the way we train. Yeah, that's the tough part about it, especially because of the training that goes into it and and all the efforts that are going on, not only with you as the athlete, but your family, your friends, the discipline that goes into it. There's a lot that happens behind the scene for you to go out there and chase your dream of getting that goal. And speaking of getting that goal, I got to talk to you about your your purple and gold, mm-hmm. your L.A. Lakers. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I follow you on Twitter, so I see you. I see you jabbing at people. Do they? <laughs> do they? Uh, do they clinch it tonight and take it over and move to the next round? Because there's a lot of people have been real quiet since they started winning these games. You, they have to. They have to. You cannot kick a man and expect for him to stay down. The this is the they won the championship last year. It's not like they don't have championship pedigree. Mm-hmm. So like when you get somebody that knows how to rise up you have got to put your foot in their throat and not allow them to get up. If they don't win this game tonight, it may go seven. Wow. I'm, you think that, huh? You think it's that, it's, that easy, huh? It's scary. Man, it's, it's, a hard, it's hard to uh, knock off the existing champion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as I'm a fan of, of basketball and the Lakers, um, I, I know the heart of a champion. And – uh, Steph Curry and, and company, uh, they had a bunch of guys not perform very well. Clay Thompson did not perform well. 
Jordan Poole did not perform well. If those two guys can up their game just a little bit, like um, they would have beat the Lakers that the last game. So uh, the Lakers got to keep them down while they're down and not allow them to get in a rhythm. And then we'll maybe see LeBron James. LeBron James, you might see him in the championship again. Man, that would be great for for TV. That would be great for LeBron's legacy and for what Anthony Davis as well. He's another one that has had to step mm-hmm. up in this in this playoffs and everybody we used to my man Patrick calls him street clothes like everybody else, but he's <laughs> he's he's staying he's keeping his uniform on. He's keeping his uniform on. Hey man, I'm gonna tell you though, every time he fall down, take a tumble, I just hold my breath. <laughs> you got to gasp every single time. <laughs> no it makes me think every time he hiccup, he going to miss a game. Oh We're talking to the world's strongest man, the Mark Henry. You can follow him on Twitter. I got a question for you, Hard. Come oh, on, man. Give it to him. What did you think about uh, Coach Sarge saying that he loves his team? Mm-hmm. Well, to be quite, you know what that sounds. You know what it sounds like to me. What? I think I got it the way I want it. I, that's what Rod and I were mm-hmm. talking. And when you hear that conversation and you hear him feeling real comfortable about what he's seeing every single day, because we're not there. We're not privy to the practices. We're not there from when he first got here to where he is now. The players that he's brought in and the biggest. Uh, thing that you can say about Coach Sark right now is the fact that nobody's entering the transfer portal. Now the portal's going to open up one more time and there's going to be some opportunity for that. But as of right now, it seems like everybody on this team wants to be here. And that's a huge part of building that mm-hmm. culture that he was looking for. So I'm, I'm, I, I do like it. At first I was kind of questioning it. But when you do a little bit more digging and you understand what he's talking about, and it seems like across America, everybody's drinking that Kool-Aid right now. So I'm 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 excited to see what he's gonna do once we really get to put it in the dirt, though. I'm gonna lean into what Rod Baber said two weeks ago when he said that there are two kinds of players. There's guys mm-hmm. that play at Texas, and then there's guys that wanna compete at Texas. They mm-hmm. wanna win at Texas. And I think that Sark has enough of those guys that he made a statement like, I love my team, which basically translates into, I'll take my guys over your guys. Mm-hmm. You can get that in your program and you can feel that in your players. Uh, they play harder because it's expected of you to play harder. It's expected of you to try to do the extra work when nobody's watching. And I feel like that if he said that, then, man, maybe – Maybe this is the year. Oh, I, I you like know it. what? It's the perfect time, man. It's the last Big Twelve. You going twelve title? You gonna get a chance to win? This is it. You moving on to the SEC remember, now, baby. Remember when the Big Twelve went went kaput, or the uh, the Southwest Conference went kaput? Yeah, they did walk it off, didn't what they? Did Texas, what did Texas do to Texas A and M? They walked right? it off. They won the they won the last Southwest Conference and the first Big Twelve. Correct? Did Texas? Is that right? Yes, sir. That's what Texas mm-hmm. is based on, is, is closing it. And I feel like, you know, you got to hard. You're a baseball guy. You know how valuable uh, a closer is. And I think that Texas is going to have to close this. Like, yeah. you're going to end, you're gonna have to end it on a good note. And it don't matter what everybody came before in pro wrestling, 
people always say, the only thing you're going to remember is the finish. There Yay. it is. There it is. I love it. And look at him. That's there how he finished strong. I that's, like that. And that's how he walks it off. That's how he walks Hall it off. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That's our guy. Mark, as usual, man, we love it when you give us a call. And I know that Patrick's got you on block, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't us. It wasn't, it wasn't us. us Just so you know, it wasn't us, you man. You He's going to have to see Y'all me. Try to throw me under the bus over here. <laughs> Mark, man, we appreciate you. Make sure you go to hornfm.com and find our on our page, and you can find out more about Mark's big lift where he's helping the USA Weightlifting Foundation. Or you can go to usaweightliftingfoundation.org. Uh, and, again, we're giving you a chance to win some tickets for AEW as they come to the Moody Center. And my man Mark Henry is real excited about that. I am, man. May 19th at the Van Zandt Hotel at 6 o'clock. Y'all show up and we're going to show out. I love it. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, brother. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm going to call in next week about the Cowboys. All right. Can't you, wait. You ain't going to be blocked either. <laughs> That's on Pat. I said <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you, Mark. All right. Hall of Famer, world's strongest man, and uh, all those things are true. Those are facts. <laughs> those are facts. Those are facts. Do your research because <laughs> that's there for you. Yeah, do your research, man. Right? Uh, yeah, Mark Hitter, man, he's family. He's great. He's good people, too. Yes, uh, yes. That That's a great event, May 19th. If you need more information, uh, you said a USA uh, – uh, wait, was it USAWeightliftingFoundation.org? USA yeah. Uh, but also, you can go to hornfm.com, and there's also a link there. And Harge tweeted out a link. So go to Hardball Harge, no uh, his Twitterverse, or his Twitter page, I should say, and he tweeted out a link as well. All right, thanks to Mark Henry. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get into off the record on their desire. There's a ton of off the record stories. There's even one, an old one, that I want to ask Harge about. Uh, and I believe my man Patrick pulled the audio off. We might get into that as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Nine the Horn. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, they ain't cold. Congratulations, continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! F***ing thing sucks! All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, this sound that I want to get to was from a while ago, but I uh, haven't had a chance to play it, and I wanted to uh, get Harge's thoughts on it. So uh, Patrick Beverly has a podcast. Is it a Patrick Beverly podcast? I, I know he has his own, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, and he, he talks a lot of trash on his podcast, as you, <laughs> as, uh, you could believe. Uh, but he had something interesting to say. It was kind of a little anecdote, but then they turned it into an actual topic. And I believe the question is actually in the audio. So I'll let them just uh, frame it for you. My man Patrick, shout out to him because I think he had to uh, bleep this <laughs> because yeah. uh, because of a lot of uh, bombs that were dropped. But here's Patrick Beverly uh, on his podcast, and then we can come back and discuss it after. 50, and I was, like, being nice. Really? Yeah. People want to hear more about that. Okay. Let's talk about it. How can you tell when someone doesn't love basketball? Preparation. What parts of preparation? Anything. You like a girl? You think you like a girl? Uh, what do you do for? You go send her roses. That's for being prepared. You go buy her nice things. That's part of preparation. You go wash your car. She might even have a car. You go wash your shit, though, when you go pick her up. That's part of preparation. You're going to call at the restaurant already. What you want to eat? That's part of preparation. You got to go to the bank. 
That's preparation. I mean, you're doing all this thing before you even pick the girl up at 7 o'clock. Now, can you have all that energy and put it in basketball? Is it watching film? Is it extra shots? Is it free throws? Is it working on offhand? Is it working on shots that you might not even use? Just to have some in your back pocket. Preparation. How prepared are you? Do you know the coach's philosophy? Do you know what the coaches what, what the coaches want from you? You know, it might be different what you want from you. You know, so you have to. So when it comes to preparation, what is it like when you have a teammate who you know doesn't love basketball? Most time, most teammates I know who don't love basketball are the really good ones. Like are the most skilled ones. It's the wildest world. How does that work? Because the skill over, you have so much skill, you know, it's it's free flowing. You know, you get a guy who get all the girls, you ain't got to do the preparation. You ain't got to get your car washed. You ain't got to order a restaurant. You get all the ladies. All right, I was terrible at setting that up. Basically, the beginning of it, he's saying he believes 50% of NBA players don't love the game. That was his initial take. And then, of course, you heard the rest of it. He goes on the rant. Um, I, I don't think 50% in, in the NFL would be um, a, an accurate number. But I do remember meeting guys in the NFL that didn't love football. And it was a little surprising. They just didn't love it. Just They just went to a job just like most of you guys out there go to a job. And some of you love your job. And it's more of a uh, profession for you than a job. But there were guys in the NFL that didn't love it. They didn't have really a passion for it. When they checked out they were during practice, they were done. Why the hell would they stay after practice for a job that they don't love? Right. Would you stay at your job if you don't like that job? Would you stay an extra hour? No. No, you wouldn't. You get the hell out of there because you don't like your job. There were generally guys in the NFL, they didn't love the job. Now, they hate their job. No, there were some that didn't just didn't like going. Listen, if you don't love football, it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard. It's yeah. hard if you don't love it. Um, so, I, just, I now, was it 50%? No, it's probably like 15 to 20%, maybe somewhere around there. But there are definitely those guys, Harch. They, they, they existed. 50% is a high number. Maybe in the NBA it's higher because in the NBA – you you know a lot of what you know is determined and is what's going to determine your future NBA is your height. Are yep. you tall enough to even play or get a shot at a basketball scholarship or on an AAU team or whatever it may be? Uh, at least in football and in baseball, it's more cultivating skill sets. Not saying you got to cultivate, a, you can't cultivate a skill set. I don't need to in basketball, but saying a lot of it is: Are you tall enough? Right. Do you have height? If you ain't got a height, then you're not you playing anyway. You, you can have a heart well, of a lion out yeah, there. Robbie, yeah. five eight, might as well give it up. Sophomore right. year high school, it ain't happening, homeboy. So just move on to the next one. And I think a lot of the guys in the NBA, maybe the number is so high, is because they are kind of ushered through the you know kind of ushered through the cycle, if you will, yeah. AAU. And how many dual sport athletes end up playing basketball at a higher level? There are more dual sport athletes playing football, maybe in baseball and track, in my opinion. Just saying, not as many. And I think also. So that leads to some guys getting a little burnout. And yep. maybe the burnout is part of why you don't love the game as much at the higher level. And that's the other part of it. When you get to a certain level, um, it's e- they always say it's easier to get there than it is to stay there. And that, that happens in multiple sports and in, in multiple levels. It's what you do once you get there to make sure that you're able to stay there. 
And that's been the biggest challenge for some of them. Like Patrick Beverly, if you go and look at his story, that's why he feels that way. He was a savage about it because he wasn't the biggest guy. He mm-hmm. wasn't the best player. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. But he worked his tail off to get there. And that's why he was jumping on the table crying when they won that pl- that first uh, play-in mm-hmm. game because of the passion. I play too hard for this. You know, you work to a certain level. Well, there are some guys that have been naturally blessed with it. And they are there because they have been blessed. But they don't mean that they love it. Like you said, they can leave right away because that money's guaranteed too. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you look at that, you're like, all right, I got here. I'm going to make this money and I'm going to skate off. Or or, I'm going to be here for a while because – there's nobody better than me at this point. Yeah. So what do I need to do? I you think know, I'm doing it, yeah. enough. Fans don't they don't think of that, but it right. does happen. I don't yeah. know what, what baseball, what would you say a number is in baseball of guys who don't love the game? Well, I mean, back when I was playing, there was a lot of guys that didn't love the game of baseball, but really? they, like you said, they were better they were than good everybody at it. Yeah, else. Yeah, you're good at they something. They were better. You want to do it. They, yeah. were, they, they were the first ones in the shower and out. Yeah. But after they go three for four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, man, I'm out of here. I don't need to stick around. Somebody's willing to give you perks, benefits, yep. and pay you yep. for a skill. And if you don't necessarily like to yep. cultivate that skill or something you don't like doing, yep. you'll still do it. Yep. You're and still going to do it. I think there, there. So I said, I don't know if it's 50% is pretty high. That but is. That is. You steep. said, you said it's, you it's, said it's high in baseball. It's very high in baseball, yeah. but you got to look at it too. In football, it's not high because it ain't no guaranteed money either. Well, you, so you got to work, you got to grind for it a little bit more. And you look at basketball, <laughs> the numbers are smaller. So you look at what That's what true. the bench is, and you're like, okay, you got five guys. What is it, Patrick? Normally, like eleven guys on the squad. 12, uh, 12, to 15. 12, 12 to fifteen. And then you look at baseball, you got a forty man roster. And you got regular 26 guys that you carry on a roster. So, But then you look at all the minor league systems and everything that's in there, they're filling it. That's why they they cut out a bunch of teams. Remember they that? They, they, they downsized yeah. a lot mm-hmm. and got rid of some of those things. So it's, it's an interesting take. And like you said, 50%, that's a huge number. Man. Big number. That's a big it's number, a big number. For us, especially uh, for a small – Number of that of players that are on each team. Yeah, no, I thought it was an interesting uh, conversation. Uh, all right, let's come back. We'll get into NBA playoff review and we'll preview the Lakers Warriors matchup coming up tonight, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one four nine horn.